Hello, 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 and welcome to a brand new episode of Squad Up, a podcast all about games, games of all kinds. I am your host, Eduardo. And what's going on, everybody? How's everybody doing? I just want to thank everybody for listening so far. Uh, Squad Up continues to roll on. Don't worry, we're not going anywhere. We're going to continue to pump out content. We've got more Assembly Required episodes coming out, more Squad Up content, so keep your ear holes open for all that stuff. But today... We've got a fun Mario-rific show to talk about, and I've got two uh, devilishly handsome devils to discuss the show with me. First, from the Peach Lair, where he has his uh, his peach orang and his uh, his peach suit. I don't know. I ran out of <laughs> ideas. Uh, it's Peaches. Peaches, what's up, man? Man, this is the second time I've been coming from the peach lair and I haven't seen my peach cycle and I didn't know that I had a peach orang. So I feel like if there's anyone out there that is like a novice metal worker, if you could make me a peach orang, I would be greatly appreciative of that. Same. Yeah, That'd get, be really get, cool. Get peaches a peach orang 2020. <laughs> uh, also joining us, resident writer for all things squad up and assembly required. It's Robbie. Robbie, what's up, man? I like how you called me the writer when you actually did most of the writing for this episode. I appreciate it a lot. You didn't um, have to like tell everybody that. Yeah, I'd like to <laughs> and give credit where credit to. And up is a preposition. Never gonna give you. <laughs> We're gonna give you up. Uh, I'm pretty good. I am. I am beat after a long, busy week, but I'm good. <laughs> All right. Well, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. We got a lot of games that we've been playing, and there's been a lot of stuff going on in the world of games. So let's take a look and see what's been going on in the world of gaming. Waluigi time. Waluigi time is right. All kinds of stuff is happening. Like the Nintendo Switch Lite. Do you guys want a Switch that does less things than your current Switch? (laughs) Then boy, do I have a console for you. (laughs) (laughs) So the Nintendo Switch Lite is coming out and it's, it falls in line with a lot of Nintendo handhelds. You just look like Nintendo consoles in general. They'll come out with the regular version. They'll come out with like a cheaper, less featured version. Uh, think the 2DS and the DS. Was it the DS Lite? I think it was the DS Lite, right? Yeah. The DS Lite. So it's a less featured uh, Switch. It does not come with detachable Joy-Cons, and you are not able to put it on your TV. It also doesn't have rumble, gyroscopic rumble on it. But besides that, for the most part, it is the same console. So if you're just looking for a handheld system and you don't think you would ever play your Switch on your TV, and this is great. It's also 100 bucks cheaper than a regular Switch. Um, for me personally, I was thinking about getting a Switch like this because I had heard about it. We, heard, we I think we talked about it on the show uh, a couple of months ago. We talked about the, the Switches that they were proposing. And I think... If it was able to be connected to TV, I would significantly consider it more. But the fact that some of my peripherals become useless with it and somebody just has to always be on the handout at all times makes me want to... I don't know. It, it like it's like, a, it's like a killer for me, and so now I'm not considering purchasing it at all. What do you guys think? I mean, I, I don't think I was going to purchase it in the first place, but I'm not at all against this idea. I think the idea is solid. I think uh, it's a fair price for what it's doing. I mean, if I if I would not have owned a Switch, I'd probably be interested in it. Um, but also because I stream stuff from my Switch, it wouldn't really be the right move for me personally, um, since I can't cast it to anything. So um, 
overall though, I think it's a great price. You get to play all the same games. You can still connect joy cons to it. They just don't come with the console. Um, so buying the console plus joy cons is still cheaper than buying the regular console that comes with joy cons, I believe. Um, and I think it's great because personally, I think it's great for Nintendo and the developers that supply Nintendo with games because they can focus on that console. It's, it's two machines, but it's one console really. So they don't have to worry about dividing their, their own market. They can say, I want a really great Zelda game and I want it to be playable on everything we have right now. Boom. Done. That's a good point that I hadn't really considered. Cause I remember a couple years ago when um, Luigi's mansion, dark moon came out, I didn't buy it. Cause at the time I didn't have a DS and I right. was like, I'm really mad. Cause I want to play Luigi's mansion, yep. but it's not on their main system. And, and- so it makes sense for them to sort of, homogenize the two groups and then you're going out of your way if you really want that game to buy another console which for nintendo is maybe great maybe it's good because maybe it's like okay we got them to spend another 200 dollars. but how many people do you think don't have the in whatever situation we're looking at didn't have the console and spent that extra 200 dollars just to play that one game i'm sure somewhere they they lost some profits there um, so I think this is a smart move. Yeah, I agree. And I think a lot of the outrage and Eduardo, I definitely know, like I've heard this from you, so I know you're going to agree with me. I think a lot of the outrage is people that are not thinking about the fact that it's not for them. They're not thinking about the fact mm-hmm. that there is a massive mark that is going to benefit from a cheaper handheld that still plays the same games. Um, there are absolutely people, I guarantee you, that use my Switch it does come with me because I'm in a position where I can play it out of the house sometimes. But when I'm in the home, it's docked and I move to the living room to play it. I would prefer to play it on my TV. But there are people that their Switch is a handheld with the possibility to be docked if they want. And a lot of those people are in Japan. And that, and they're in the US too, but mm-hmm. mobile gaming, not, not mobile, um, handheld gaming in Japan is massive. Um, and I'm going to bring up Monster Hunter before we're able to bring up Blizzard on this podcast. Um, and that's always been something that has there's been a lot of arguments in the monster hunter community because previous monster hunter games prior to world was were very based around the concept of being on a subway or in a cafe and playing with people even strangers next to you that's what the games were built around and it's a huge 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 hit in japan we're not used to that here where we get in our car and we play with our friends on the internet and that sort of stuff but Nintendo builds for the US, but they mostly build for Japan. And that's who this is for. But it's also going to hit kids here. Um, parents are going to spend a little less money to give them something mobile. Um, and so I don't care. I have no interest in purchasing one. <laughs> I, I will not buy one. I have no interest. I don't care about it. But it's going to definitely expand the install base for the Switch. And for that, I think, is a good thing because it is actually the system I enjoy playing on the most. And so the larger install base, the more likely it is to get quality play. So I even going to buy one. I see it as a positive. Yeah, I you know, it's funny. I was in a stream yesterday. Um, I was hanging out in someone's stream that I raided to when I was done streaming. And there was a guy that came in here. The streamer brought up the switch light and there's a guy that was like actually outraged by it. Like he was just like all caps yelling about how stupid it is. And I was trying to not start a fight in this chat because I like this streamer and I don't want to be the guy that starts fights on in Twitch chats. But um, 
I was kind of like trying to really casually and calmly walk him away from the ledge that he was trying to jump off of. And he kept saying things like, little Timmy's not going to be able to play Mario Party with his friends. And we were like, what do you mean he's not going to be able to play Mario Party? It's going to work on that console. He's like, yeah, but there's not detachable Joy-Cons. And we were like, little, little Timmy can can get Joy-Cons. Like, it's not a big deal. <laughs> and he ended it by saying, like, little Timmy was going to burn his retinas staring into a screen that close to his face. And I was like, little Timmy probably already has a smartphone and any vision he would have lost from that is already gone. And he was finally like, Oh, you have a good point. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I don't <laughs> No reason to be enraged, dude. I understand that it's not for me and it's not designed for me, but it was almost designed for me. I think that's the, the part that I think I get sad about is that it's very close to be designed mm-hmm. for something that I would have used it for. Mm-hmm. And then it just mm-hmm. misses the mark to the point where I don't, it's not usable for me anymore. Right. Like there have been lots of times where if there's something that comes on on switch that myself and my wife want to be playing something at the same time. And we can't because there's only one handheld. And also there are a few games out there that should support multiplayer for more than one person on the same <laughs> console, but don't. <laughs> I see you smash brothers, get your shit together. Yeah. I mean, I think it might be good for you for your wife for that reason. The problem is she, I uses think she the pro- motion controls for Splatoon, which is 90% of her Switch playing. Well, well she yeah, plays but, it mostly on the TV. But you can trade off, right? Like, if you're really trying to play, and also this would cause you to have, this is like a way workaround, because you'd also have to get a second copy of Super Smash Bros. But if you wanted to, you could both be playing at the same time. You could have your right, main right. Switch and your we want to play Smash Bros. together Switch. <laughs> Together online, uh, obviously you can play locally <laughs> together without a problem. Right, but that's not fun because she just loses and then gets mad after the third round. That's fair. So it's not, <laughs> it's not fun for anyone. <laughs> um, I think the only thing that's sad about it to me is it's, I mean, we knew it was coming. It was basically the uh, the patient in, in critical condition, but this is the tombstone for the 3DS, which was a great time for a really long time, and I missed a lot of features of the 3DS. Uh, I think the, the actual is- travesty is that it's not in GameCube purple. That is also a travesty, yes. My goodness, the GameCube was such a pretty yeah. system. Rims are pretty. Yeah. They don't make those. They don't make them like they used to, boys. Um, <laughs> you know, I used to have to walk uphill in the snow both ways to play my GameCube. <laughs> First time you ever had me on the podcast, you yelled at me for that mentality. <laughs> Sorry. I think. Do I yell at uh, anybody? Maybe. Oh, okay. You didn't, but your friend over here in the magic hat did. I yelled at you. What did I yell at you about? The magic hat? Remember. The sorting hat? About they don't make them like they used to. Gotta be Kobe Bryant. I mean, like, I can say they don't make them like they used to. I, I, I won't <laughs> say they don't make them as good as they used to. I don't think that's a true statement. But I don't think they make them like they used okay. to. Okay. I'll accept that. Um, now here's another story that i want to talk about because i'm like on the fence about it everybody else seems to be really like excited for it and i'm like sort of a little lukewarm on it so apparently cuphead is coming to a tv near you as long as you have netflix um and so the creators of cuphead are starting a a tv show on netflix they've been given you know 
however many episodes to do and some money to do it, and they're going to make it some, some episodes. Um, one, if it's anything like regular Cuphead, this isn't coming out for like six years. And two, uh, I think my only problem with it is I think the reason I like Cuphead so much and why I think it's so perfect is because of how it fits in the medium in which that I am consuming it. The magic of Cuphead is that I am playing a video game like this series. Not that I am watching this series, because if I wanted to watch old-timey cartoons, I could just pop open Steamboat Willie or any of the other you know cartoons that it's based off of. I think the, the real magic of it was that you were playing it in a video game. So I don't think it, I don't know if it's going to keep that luster for me as a series. Nope. I agree with everything you just <laughs> said, and you just made me not care about it anymore. Do I have to be the one that, so do I have to be the one that disagrees now? Is that how this works? Whoever yes. speaks last, damn it. <laughs> I hate you guys and you're the scum between my toes. Listen, I I'm not fully opposed to it, so I guess I'm like partial disagree with you. I'm not fully opposed to it. I think I'll give it a chance. There's no reason not to because who doesn't have oh, yeah. access to Netflix? But I kind of I don't really know I guess I can imagine how it would go as a series, but I kind of see it as like maybe a little too much to be a cartoon like it kind of reminds me the first thing i thought of as a parallel comparison to this was not mickey mouse cartoons it was happy tree friends for some reason did you guys ever watch happy tree friends mm, guys, yeah. that was messed up if you're listening to this and you don't know what happy tree friends is you're probably better off and if you're squeamish you should not look it up but I'll just give you a brief synopsis. It was like this internet cartoon series about all these tiny animal critters that would, uh, they would have these like maybe five minute episodes where they'd start start off doing something normal that you'd see in a cartoon. Like they might be having a picnic or having a snowball fight or something. And then all of them just gruesomely end up dying. There was like one, I don't remember which one it is, but there was one that was like always safe from dying somehow. I don't, it was the, um, it was the um, army guy. The It was a bear. He was a green bear. He had a camouflage jacket on. He was always like safe from dying somehow. Everybody else kill the other one. always died. Yeah, he would accidentally he would kill the one. PTSD and start, like I remember him throwing one in a sleeping bag on a fire and that haunted me. Yes. So that's kind of what I think of when I think of what they would do with the Cuphead show. And I don't want something that extreme, but like if you think about the game, I mean... Until the end, Cuphead and Mugman, Mugman are like really, pun intended, gunning after all of these people that they're taking. I mean, they're literally killing them to take their souls to give the soul contract to the devil so that they can free their own soul from the devil. And at the end of the game, if you if you take the good ending, like you save everybody. But the fact remains that you still murdered all of them first. <laughs> so I just don't know what they're going to do with the show, I mean, cause they don't really talk either, you know, like they have dialogue that you read, but they don't have voice actors, which isn't a problem. You can get voice actors, but it's kind of like, you know, there's characters that don't really talk. And if they were to talk, it'd be weird. Like Mario has like catchphrases, but he doesn't say sentences, you know, I'm just kind of running on with this. I don't know. Which to be fair, they are coming out with a super Mario 3d animated movie like I think it's supposed to be like next year or the year after. Well, so that that's is going to be weird. Also, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tom and Jerry is a good one. If they started talking, that'd be weird. 
I absolutely yeah. cannot imagine a bad Super Mario Brothers movie. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they will do it. I can't. I couldn't imagine one either. Yeah. Mario um, and Luigi Mario. <laughs> <laughs> Plumbers. Does that mean they're both Doctor Mario? They're both Doctor Mario. Yeah. Luigi never got his doctorate. He's just. Uh, he just has his bachelor's. <laughs> He's just Mr. He's Mario. <laughs> Dr. Mario is my brother. I would like to stop and point out, though, that Peaches began that with disagreement, and then his disagreement was talking about all the problems with the Cuphead cartoon. <laughs> I said it was a partial disagree because I would watch it. Uh, that's Nurse practitioner Mario. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that would have been the game until he got his doctorate, yeah. <laughs> Like now, nah, let's. You know, I don't. Go ahead. I don't know. I don't. I guess I don't know who necessarily it's for, because I think the people that experience Cuphead have experienced it in its best form already. I guess I just kind of circle back to that when I think about this. Is I think about because I love Cuphead. It's like honestly one of my favorite games of all time. Now it is that good, and I don't think a cartoon would do it justice because I think experiencing it is part of the magic. I agree. I'm though I I think I am gonna try though harder to give it the benefit of the doubt because you know there's tons of cartoons out there, anime cartoons whatever genre of animation that you like that surface level seems like it wouldn't be great and it is like you can just I could literally just say Avatar and you'd know exactly what I'm talking about like Avatar sure. is marketed for for children and I would watch it from start to finish any day of the week it's so good it's it remains yeah. good to this day. But to play devil's advocate, Avatar is another property who was taken from its absolute perfect medium and put into another version, <laughs> and that was very not successful. How dare you talk about M. Night Shyamalan that way? I'm sorry, <laughs> M. Shyamalan, as he would call himself in the Avatar movie. <laughs> Along with Ong and Soka, Okay. <laughs> while he lights a candle so he can breathe fire on you oh my god what a travesty you know what i'm upset already let's talk about Fortnite. so <laughs> it's actually kind of a <laughs> kind of a joyous occasion Fortnite players uh, apparently are spending less money than they've ever had and Fortnite's revenue for the month of may was down 38 percent which for as much money as Fortnite makes 38% is a gigantic number. And I, for one, I'm going to look on back on this day fondly when we all got through the era that was the Fortnite era. The era that was... But what about New Master 69? Yeah. <laughs> New Master 69, my bad, dude. You can't threaten Earth's Mightiest Heroes anymore. I guess I'm just... For discussing New Master 69, <laughs> you should listen to... I guess I'm just excited to see people <laughs> playing other games again. Because there was a while there where, unless you were in like a group of like us or none of us played Fortnite, everyone else I knew was playing the game. And I tried so many times to get into that game. And boy, every time I tried in, I bounced off so hard. I just could not, I just couldn't get into it. It just wasn't for me. I think I tried twice and it wasn't for me either time. And the very first time I played, I won Fortnite. And I never wanted to play again. Yeah, you know what I did, Robbie? What was you found a bush? I played. No, I played like Rue from the Hunger Games, and I just hid for the entire time. No, 
and when it was me and the last guy, he didn't see me, and I came up behind him with like a really shitty weapon, and I killed him first. Like it was really, it would have been really boring to watch. Yep, I was hiding in a wind. That's exactly what they were. Um, yep. I, I did play it quite a bit for a while. I was annoyed by its success. I was annoyed that it was. You remember when the Wii came out? And for a little while, what video gaming was to people was bowling. There were not other video games. There was just Wii bowling. (laughs) And that's what Fortnite was for a little while. It was, there was, video games were Fortnite. It's not, everything is Fortnite. It's just, that's what a video game is. It is just Fortnite. And so that was annoying. Hey, F in the chat and F at squaduppodcast at gmail.com if Robbie saying we bowling made you think of the song from we bowling <laughs> and possibly subsequently the vine associated with <laughs> we bowling. Um, but no. And so I was annoyed by Fortnite's um, omnipresence, but I did have fun playing it for a little while. I did not find it to be the, uh, the absolute height of video games. Like one of our, <laughs> mutual friends and former uh, guests on this podcast would say, but I had fun and I did the same thing. I enjoyed, I never got into the building, but I enjoyed hiding and trying to get my way to, you know, getting close to winning and then losing in sadness. I mean, my wife really enjoyed like watching me and advising me on what to do. Um, so I had for like two weeks, I played a lot of Fortnite and had fun. That said, it's death does give me a certain amount of glee still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's still really big, right? Like, it is still a giant game, but 38% is huge, and it probably just isn't the omnipresent figure anymore, which I think is all we anybody asks for. I, well, and have you played it at all recently? It's, like, not even the same game anymore. No? Every now and then I pick it up again, and it is not... It's literally not the same game. They pull a it Realm Royale anymore. and change, like, the shooting style and the guns or something? It's not so the shooting is the I mean the weapons change constantly in ways that just fundamentally change it. There's now planes, there's now secret islands, there's man, I can't even keep track of all the stuff that's changed. The mechanics of the 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 storm shrinking has changed. It's just it's like they're almost trying too hard to change their game that correct. was probably perfect for some people. Correct. I think they're too yeah. focused on the idea of we gotta keep it fresh and not focused on there was a reason people liked your core gameplay. I'm interested in in the correlation between their drop in sales and their drop in actual like gameplay because to be completely fair, they might not have that much to do with each other because everything you buy in Fortnite mm-hmm. is aesthetic. So it might just be that people have collected a lot of what they wanted already. Maybe they haven't put out a lot of aesthetically pleasing content that people want to that? spend money on. I disagree. I don't, this is just me guessing playing devil's advocate a little. I don't know. Well, they like literally yeah, just no, did a stranger things event where you could get a hopper skin. I'm pretty sure the quality is still there. I think it's just fatigue. I, want that. I think people are just fatigued with the product. I think people are just finally like, all right, we've been playing, you know, battle Royale, non-stop for what seems mm-hmm. like forever but really has only been like a year um but it has been a very dark did you year. see this list at the bottom of this article about that that was what yeah, i was going to talk about talk next. about it then because it's interesting to me so it's really interesting here so they, they got a list of worldwide top grossing titles by category in the month of may and the number one um 
most uh, grossing title on PC is League of Legends, which we've talked about this before when we talked about big games and how League of Legends is still, because of the East, the biggest game in the world. But because we're out here in the West, we don't feel it as much, but it is still hands down the biggest game in the world. Um, Next is a a few Chinese games, which is interesting. Dungeon Fighter Online, which I've never heard of. Fantasy Westward Journey Online 2, also never heard of. Crossfire. You'll get caught up in the crossfire. And then all the way to five on PC is finally Fortnite. And then we start to get into a few games that I actually know, like Total War Three Kingdoms, World of Tanks, Division Two, Overwatch, and Dota. Sure. But if you look at this list right here, if you just look at the PC market, people in China play a ton of PC games and they spend mm-hmm. a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely do. Just, you know? And so it's interesting. Um, console is a little bit more predictable, and I think that has to do be- with the Western market being yes. so console heavy. We here in the West enjoy playing on consoles more than we enjoy playing on PC. We um, probably enjoy play consoles more than anything. Um, Although is that true? Wouldn't that be true for Japan as well? I'm pretty well, sure. Japan is handheld, right? So oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. I wonder. And so they've got. <clears throat> Go I was just going to say on this list, I wonder if they included mobile because Fortnite possibly was in the top 10 for mobile and now isn't anymore. I'm sure like they it was. had like, Why else do you include it on this list? For, for those of you that um, want to check this article out, it's it's on Dextero.com and near the bottom. This is what we're talking about, this list that they have. There's a, a top 10 grossing titles by category and mobile is one of them. Fortnite is not in that list, so I don't know why they would include it if it wasn't on the list until recently. You know, but like Pokemon Go is still in there. Why do you need to spend money in Pokemon Go? Someone please tell me this. Because one time I found a Charizard and I was or a Charmander and I was out of Pokeballs and that was back when this stuff was special. <laughs> and that one time I bought some Pokeballs to get the Charmander. It was one time, okay? One time. <laughs> One time, I don't know well, how. Come you on, someone, spend. someone can answer for his spouse who has actually spent a lot of money on Pokemon Go. Oh, really? What do you mean a lot of money? She, hasn't she spent money on Pokemon? Wait, Go? maybe. Has wait, she? maybe he doesn't know this. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Rayleigh got outed. Wait, get her on the podcast. Get her on. Pokemon Go. She's been on the podcast. Get her over here. <laughs> Rayleigh. <laughs> Attention, Soundlord, do not edit this out. (laughs) Or put it at the end as a bonus feature. That works. (laughs) Excuse me? Apparently, I'm being told by the squad that you spent a bunch of money on Pokemon Go. Only like five. Look at how red she is. Uh Look at how red she is. (laughs) (laughs) Only like five (laughs) dollars a week. (laughs) Answer the chat, Bailey. It was like five or six dollars. On what? Would you need five or six Pokemon virtual dollars for? I needed to upgrade my bag. I needed to upgrade. That's right, the bag. Why don't you use that five or six dollars to upgrade our life? (laughs) What? I'm proud of her for wearing pants. Buy whatever I want. Okay, have fun. Well, I hope that was as fun for you guys in the chat and listening <laughs> as it was for us. <laughs> <laughs> it is a quality meal at Wendy's, the biggie bag. 
All right. Oh, Goodbye, Fortnite. We will uh, miss you. Uh, yeah. You know what? You know why I think um, mobile. Wait, did you say five BK tacos like Burger King? Who Burger is a Burger King, King taco? taco? What is a Burger King taco? I don't think he means it's a BK like Burger King. No, Burger King has tacos. Oh, he does mean BK tacos. What? Yeah. What is a BK Danny, taco? They'll deep fry them if you want. That sounds like something dirty. I don't. <laughs> Danny, if you are, if you actually like those, we need to speak to Soundlord about you. Okay, it's gross. Good, good. Never mind. <laughs> You're safe. Hey, Teddy. Okay, we're we're really off track. What are you saying, Eduardo? So I think the reason mobile is on this list is I would bet money that out of these three, mobile dwarfs the other two. The amount of money that mobile makes on microtransactions, I would bet like a lot of money that would probably be more than the other two combined. Like five or six Pokemon Go dollars amount of money? Probably about five or six dollars. <laughs> I'd probably bet somewhere in the range of five or six dollars. Huh. Well. It upsets me that Candy Crush is number three on that list, but I know why people would spend money on Candy Crush because you're trying to three star a level and you like know that the next move that you make will cause you to go down to two stars. So you just have to spend the money. Or you're about to finish a level and you can see the move you need to make, but you've just run out of yep. candy. I can see it. Ugh. All right, let's let's leave Fortnite behind. Let's yeah. Like hopefully the, world. the whole world apparently is going to. <laughs> Let's talk about some of the games that we've been playing. Now, um, I want to touch on a game that only I've been playing that I've picked up for ten bucks and I've actually enjoyed a, a decent amount. Um, I picked up Rainbow Six Siege on the Steam Summer Sale, and for those that don't know, Rainbow Six Siege is a tactical shooter, but it is a class-based tactical shooter. Think if like. Maybe Counter-Strike and Overwatch had like a baby. It's similar to that, but a lot more tactical. So everything um, baby strike. is objective-based. It's, <laughs> uh, it's not like Team Deathmatch. You only get one life. Um, you have a series of attackers and defenders. <laughs> and the defenders get one minute to sort of fortify the place so they can put up like barriers or fortify walls or things like that put up traps and then the attackers get these little drones that get to look through the building, looking for the hostage or whatever the objective they're trying to go for is after that minute is up, you kind of go in there and then whoever completes the objective or if one team wipes, the other team wins. Um, There's a lot of information there, but it essentially is like a sort of like a more militarized tactical overwatch. Um, What is that on? It's on PC, PlayStation, and Xbox. You said, and it regularly goes on sale for like 10. You said baby strike. Yeah, and I thought Rainbow Seventy Six since you said it was kind of like Overwatch, but Baby Strike. Yeah, I mean, better. that's probably the closest thing to it. It's it's a lot of fun. So when the game came out, it was really, really, really bad. The game came out, I think, in two thousand fifteen, and since then, Ubisoft has been working on it and working on it and working on it, and a gigantic community has sprung up from it. And now the game seems like it's never going to end. It seems like it's going to be this game that they sort of. Um, support for as long as people are going to play it, which seems like a long time, which I can appreciate a company taking a game that failed and reviving it from the ashes. Like I can appreciate that. Right. Um, 
<clears throat> Gotham Are City Imposters. In this game and would like to play with me on PC. I just want them to do that with Gotham City Imposters. That's all I'm saying. How about how about you just play this game with me? I why mean, can't, why can't you guys just play but listen, Eduardo, Gotham City Imposters was free and Batman themed. It's ten dollars. That's not free. Ten, if 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 I wasn't or spending Batman all my theme. money on bag upgrades and Pokeballs, I would be able to afford this. <laughs> <laughs> but not all of us are money bags, you know. Oh my bad. You're right. Also, the Steam Summer Sale is over, so you couldn't even get it for ten bucks oh, anymore. Bummer. Damn. One yeah, second. we need it. See, Chad agrees with me. We need Gotham City Imposters back with a playable matchmaking system and decent online quality. If we get enough people, we could get a, a game going because it's still technically on Steam. Yeah, but don't you remember the? We would need to get literally the entire don't room. You remember the biggest flaw of uh, GCI was that all all of us could be in the same party and then queue a game up and then two of us would end up on the opposite team. <laughs> I think we would have to do that. I think we'd have to make it so that we were the whole lobby if we were like, gonna, it's like I don't think there's enough. Like to we play. get eight of us in there and then it doesn't matter, it just shuffles yeah. us. Yeah, we'll just shuffle around every <laughs> okay. game. Okay, well that's fair. Anyway, sorry um, to disrupt your Oh, no, you're fine. Uh, I just want to talk about the game a little bit because it's a lot of fun. I've been playing it a little bit. Um, it's also really difficult. It is uh, not... I mean, it's easy to pick up because you are... You know, it's a shooter, but it is not easy. You have to know how to play the game or you are going to get trashed on, um, which I kind of enjoy. I kind of enjoy... There are a few games like that where it just... It sort of rewards the time that you put into the game. Um and so I'm sure speaking to both of you, that probably more than anything is something that appeals to you. I don't, I don't like that. That all appeals to me, except for <laughs> awkward silence. What didn't appeal to you, Robbie? No, I said that all appealed to me. Interesting. Yeah. You should look up a couple of YouTube videos yeah. of it or something, because I think you would really. You, Eduardo, um, should stream it. Okay, well. Done. Sure. All right. I will stream it so that everybody gets to watch it and see how much fun I'm having and how much fun they're not having with me. Well, I'm gonna put it that I'm way. gonna die constantly, but I'm just gonna be like laughing the whole time. Like, Woohoo! Look how much fun I'm having, guys. Gosh. All right, let's uh, um Robbie, your shirt sort of looks like a parrot. <laughs> I can see the eyes. Yeah, but this looks like a parrot. Right. Do we want Robbie to like rapid fire through everything he's played since he's played everything oh that exists? I will rapid fire. And here's what I'm going to do. I'll explain why I've played so much. And I figure at least a couple of these are ones you guys want my reactions to. Yeah, but I'll, I'll be the show that. for sure. Um, but, <laughs> yes. So, I do have something God to tell you about MLB The Show Peaches, but I'll get to that. Um, anyway, I got a PS4 for my birthday. Um, my in-laws... Um, decided to bless me with one. I was going to buy one anyway. They found out. They decided, nope, give it as a gift. So um, my video game horizons have expanded wildly, and I've been playing games in terms of quantity uh, rather than depth over the last few weeks. Um, over the last week, I've been playing a specific game, but we'll get to that later. Um, but on the PS4, I played entirely through uh, the PS4 Spider-Man. 
Um, Shadow of the Colossus has always been on my backlog of games I should have played. Um, I have been playing Shadow of the Colossus. Love Spider-Man. have been playing Shadow of the Colossus. Um, little disappointed in it. It's great, but I think it doesn't hold up generations later um, as well as I hoped. Uh, but I do like it. I understand why it was great at the time. Um, got Monster Hunter World, which I'm sure shocks everyone who knows me. Um, playing Monster Hunter World made me want to go back to Monster Hunter Generations, so I've been playing Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate 2. Um, Battlefront 2 was $7 along with Battlefront 1, and I'm a sucker for Star Wars, so I got it, and don't think it was worth $7, but I've played it a little bit anyway. Wait, wait hold on. <laughs> so, Battlefront 2 wasn't worth $7. Would some bag space and a Pokeball be worth $7? I was, I was almost going to do it. I was almost there. I think that a Pokemon Go bag would give me more joy than Battlefront 2 has given me. Yikes. That's a big old yikes. Um, that made me want to play a good Star Wars game, uh, so I got myself a joystick and I got TIE Fighter, um, the, like the original TIE Fighter Classic Edition for my PC. Uh, that holds up so well that I'm still pretty confident it's the best Star Wars game ever made, um, so no one needs Battlefront 2. Just play TIE Fighter. Um, we already knew we didn't. And, <laughs> what I... From what I understood, the the star fighting um, in Battlefront Two was the like best part of it. I actually would agree with that. It is the best part, but it's not. Um, and so I'll derail closely here. Did you ever play Tie Fighter by any chance? No. So Tie Fighter is an honest to god like simulator. It's not an arcade style fighting experience. You are in in a ship and you're having to balance. You know how much energy is going to your engines. How much is going to uh, your laser cannons, your shields, etc. Um, you know, it, it doesn't take much to get shot down. Uh, it's trying to be, obviously Star Wars is not realistic, but it's trying to be the realistic version of Star Wars starfighting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it, there's tons of depth in it. And what's weird to me is that that game would market perfectly today. With today's technology, that game would be amazing. And so it's weird to me that TIE Fighter um, and X-Wing have never been brought back in the modern generation. But Someone just um, heard you say it, Star Wars is not realistic and they're never going to value your opinion ever again. The spaceships make sound <laughs> in a vacuum. They're my favorite movies. The spaceships make Have sound you been in to space, vacuum. Robbie? You don't know what it sounds like. You haven't been there. I was in space today and the spaceship was making sound in a vacuum. <laughs> um got mlb the show i am obviously a big baseball fan um i had been playing um rbi baseball for the switch which was a mistake got mlb the show it's been really fun um i have been mostly playing road to the show as a utility infielder um because i made even my my fake self garbage (laughs) Uh, but Peaches, what you need to know about MLB The Show is one of the options, and I have it turned on, is human elements. No, it's not. And the umpire. <laughs> yes, it is. The fake umpires in the game will get some ball and strike calls wrong. Um, you can turn that off, but I have it turned on. Are you serious? <laughs> I am 100% serious. I hate baseball. I hate it. Also, why do you have it turned on? No! <laughs> God. Can I be the one that I drops the, the F-bomb on this episode? I need the fake version of my real game to have the real problems Can of the I, fake Do game. I have permission? Yeah, Fuck baseball. <laughs> oh my God, I can't even look at you guys. 
It's called <laughs> human <laughs> element, and it's a toggle. Oh my gosh! I think it's actually called human umpires, but we all I know hate it. <laughs> I'm gonna burn every copy of it. I just want that human element. No, that's what makes baseball what else great. Have you... Flaws. There's what nothing else you have you played? I've um, been playing uh, Terra Mystica, the board game, online constantly. I've got like 12 games going at once. Um, and you got me into Konami Pixel Puzzle, which you guys already explained thoroughly, but that's. Um, but I know at the very least, Eduardo wants to hear me react to one of those. So, first off, I want to talk about Konami Pixel Puzzle because the first time. <laughs> We talked about it on the show. I was like, that looks like Minesweeper. And <laughs> both of you, that, okay, so Robbie didn't get so mad at me. Peach just got a little mad at me because I was like, this looks like Minesweeper. And I was like, no, this is like, a, then I played the game. And like a couple days ago, I was playing it. And Bailey was like, that just looks like Minesweeper. And I was like, what do you mean this looks like Minesweeper? It's a completely different game. Like, it's nothing like yeah. Minesweeper at all. It's like, <laughs> You know what? I've had two people at work see me playing it while I'm waiting for like extracts to load, and both of them have said, "Is that Minesweeper?" <laughs> and it just makes me so mad. <laughs> I get so triggered. I'm like, "No, it's not. Leave me alone. Get off my back." It is. I mean, it cross as a puzzle is like tangentially related to Minesweeper. It's like in the same sort of neighborhood of strategy game. So, um, as far as Spider Man is concerned. When I was watching the most recent movie, we won't get into spoiler talks here, but I saw a lot of echoes of the Spider-Man video game Absolutely. in the movie. Absolutely. Which is really interesting because it seemed like they took a lot of cues from the Spider-Man movie and like or the Spider-Man video game and put them into um, Far From Home. Well, I think that someone saw that someone had finally made the most successful Spider-Man story um, that wasn't the comics. I mean, it is the best Spider-Man story outside of the comics that's ever been told. I, it, it's, I mean, I, there's, I would absolutely pick some nits with it um, in some of the characterization, but like it would literally just be splitting hairs, not literally um, splitting hairs. It's, uh, it was just a phenomenal, phenomenal Spider-Man story. And you guys know that story is not what I play video games for, but I would play that game for its story. Did you finish it's, all the DLC too? I have not gotten the DLC. I've heard partly from you, a mixed reviews, and so I figured I would probably go back to it, but I don't know if you noticed, I'm juggling a lot of games <laughs> at the moment, so I figured I'll, I'll, figure I'll go back to the DLC. At some Here, point let me to, suggest uh, something, Robbie. Uh, you're juggling 10 games. I would say you can, you're definitely going to drop Battlefront 2. Uh, you're definitely going to... Battlefront 2, I get to play people online, which introduces... And you humans. can never play MLB The Show again. No. <laughs> Throw that thing in the dumpster and light it on fire. What if video games had humans? Like, what if when you played MLB The Show, there was a player on each team, and then there was a player that was the umpire? <laughs> and, and he had to decide all of the calls. And he didn't get to look at the box. He just... No, no, no. He had to just freak it out. Feather. If I was playing online and some idiot called a strike on me wrong, I would find where he lives. Dude, I, you, you guys just created an actual nightmare for me. I want it. I want it gone. 
But all these old guys that want baseball to be stuck in the past, those guys want to play as the umpire. I just figured it out. That's what they want to be. They want to be the umpire. Why aren't we making this game right now? Umpire simulator. I'm done with 2020. with video games forever. (laughs) We've gone too far. We must be stopped. So yeah, I've heard that the single player in Battlefront 2 was good. Um, But I guess for me, I, I don't think that's the reason that I would even pick up battlefront i think i would want to get it for the multiplayer i guess i could but there are like enough star wars games out there right now that i don't i don't necessarily need a good star wars single player campaign which brings us back to that one new star wars game that's coming out that i'm kind of lukewarm on so far Mm -hmm. Um, so we'll see i really am interested to see your comparison between monster hunter world and monster hunter (laughs) generations so i will preface by saying i absolutely enjoy monster hunter world um, Spider-Man is probably the best game I've played on the PS4. Um, and I will play God of War and I have Bloodborne sitting here. It's just not opened yet. Um, that shit, man. But Monster Hunter World is, is good. I've been playing it. I'll go through it. Um, but it absolutely, it made me think, oh, I just want to go back and play the old ones. Uh, which is probably not what you want your game to do. Sure. Um, so a lot of my fears were realized that it just felt very kind of casualized the online portion instead of with with monster hunter the old monster hunters online was built for your interacting with you know you get a squad of three people um and even if they're randoms it ended up being fun in the original games you get them together and you guys will just take turns doing each other's hunts for i mean i've played eight hours with the same three guys before just taking turns doing hunts um in monster hunter world there's not like a, a different online portion. You just play through the story mode online and someone might show up and help you. And you will not interact with that person outside of that hunt. You barely interact with them in the hunt. It's kind of like Diablo. Uh, Diablo. You guys ever played Diablo 2 online? No, I haven't. haven't. It, it was a similar concept. Like every time you loaded into Diablo, you would load another instance of the main story and then you could play the main story from wherever you have Got already it. played before. Like there were way waypoints. You could go there with those people. Um, and that's just how it was. Maybe they kind of took that approach. Yeah, possibly. The result <laughs> is that if you were actually playing with friends, it would be different. Um, but you know, you guys won't play with me, so <laughs> so I end up. I already own it on PC. If I'm gonna play to Wow, I'm gonna play Wow. Okay, we've already been this down this road. Instead, what happens is people are looking for a specific hunt, which was definitely a thing in the original Monster Hunter. But usually, you'd end up like taking turns and do different things and hunting with those people for a while. Instead, what happens is someone drops into your hunt because they like what you're hunting, helps you kill it, then you never see them again. And so that camaraderie is kind of lost. Um, and then, then there's no interaction with them. I don't, I barely see them. Uh, the worlds are beautiful, but kind of like overly complicated. Um, I, I like where they were going with it, but I think they went a little too far into making the worlds too dynamic, which sounds weird, but you just kind of got to play it to, to see the weirdness. Um, definitely has a lot of quality of life upgrades that I like a lot. Uh, that's cool. Robbie, put an action figure on your hat. Come on, man. <laughs> oh, I didn't. I didn't think you'd have to get up. Doesn't everybody podcast with an action figure? <laughs> For those of you that aren't at the um, 
Twitch live recording of this podcast episode, Robbie has put some sort of Star Wars vehicle on his hat. It's a B-Wing. It makes sound in a vacuum of space. Yeah, I can't really... <laughs> I can't really tell what the light shining, but I knew it was something Star Wars. <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway, Monster Hunter World, I do like a lot of the the quality of life upgrades it made. A lot of the stuff in terms of how your armor skills work. Um, it, it's got, uh, it, it's made it a little bit more streamlined to figure out what you're going to build, um, your weapons and your armor. I do like that and I like the game and it's it's beautiful. It is gorgeous. But I just miss a lot of the mechanics and the the combat of the original games, which is, I think, really unfortunate because I'm pretty sure Monster Hunter World was so successful that that's the way it's going in the future. And I will play it in the future, but I'll miss the old ones. They're making a movie. Yeah, it's going to be really bad. Yeah, it is. Speaking of things that are slightly different from the predecessor, y'all play the Dr. Mario mobile? I have. I have too. I said I wasn't going to, and that's on my list. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, if you if you kind of like things that are kind of Tetrisy, you should definitely download the Dr. Mario app. It's completely free. Uh, it's a game that Nintendo actually made, so it's pretty quality. I, I think it's probably going to live as long on my phone as Mario Run did, but Mario Run actually costs like 10 bucks, um, yep. and Dr. Mario is free. But uh the pills like float upward yep it's kind of weird right robbie you haven't played it yet huh i have not the pills float upward instead of falling and also there are five colored pill uh viruses now so you got your red blue and um yellow and also i think green and purple are the other virus colors you also can play as a variety of different doctors. Uh, so you you play through like the the first world. And when you get to the end of it, uh, you play as Mario all the way through. But when you get to the end of it, you get to pick another doctor. You can eat to like unlock as your your character. You can play as Mario, Peach or Bowser. And all of them have like so you have like a, a special bar that fills up as you match viruses and they can activate their special whenever you fill up the bar so they all have kind of different moves and then there's other doctors you can unlock too i used luigi for one one round and it was terrible so don't use luigi he sucks um and also you can put like little helpers on your team so like i have a goomba and a paracoupa that go do doctor adventures with me <laughs> it's it's weirdly fun and most of the stages aren't timed some of them are, but most of them aren't timed at all. So you can take your time and really think about how each pill needs to fall in the grid to clear out the stage the fastest. So I, I'm enjoying it. Does it have the yeah. traditional Dr. Mario theme? Yes. Well, then I can't play it because there's a YouTube video set to the Dr. Mario theme. Hey, guys. Soundlord here. The YouTube video Robbie describes is super depressing, so I edited that part out. You're welcome. And now... Back to the show. Okay, the other oh stuff I was I've been playing. <laughs> uh, the other, the only other thing that's on here that won't uh, be a good segue into the final section of our podcast today is Team Fight Tactics. Team Fight Tactics. Yeah, Eduardo and I have both been playing Team Fight Tactics. Um, it is Robbie. We think you should play this too okay. because have we have we like tried to sell I'm you? Looking on this for yet? games to play. No, you haven't. 
Okay. <laughs> so Team Fight Tactics is like a spin-off of League of Legends, but it's this um it's like League's version of a game called Auto Chess, right? Um that has been out for a little while. And essentially the the premise is that you have a pool of characters that you pay in match money for. Uh, you earn like gold as you play and you purchase these characters and they start as one star. And the more you collect of that character, they upgrade themselves to two star and three stars. So they're more powerful and you put them on this kind of like janky chessboard. Um, and some, they all have different classes, right? So some of them might be blade masters and others are pirates. And some of them are, um, knights and if you put a bunch of the same type on the board they get a cumulative bonus for being the same type and it's kind of a mix of strategic unit placement and strategic unit purchasing combined with a little bit of luck because you don't really know it's going to show up in your purchase pool um but basically it's a really cool strategy game that just happens to have the skin of a League of Legends client. So if you download the League client, you get TFT for free. And also, League is also free. League, yeah, it's League is free. also free. I mean, right but about, we've mostly been playing you're right about tactics. Pixel puzzles, so we'll probably give you them. Hey. It's like a it's honestly the closest we can get to all playing a board game together. Yeah. Like if we were all gonna play like an online board game Got that's it. well polished, this is the closest we could get. Speaking of that, what is cool about this is that you don't really play it in teams. You all play against each other. But this is like one of the only games that is this style where we can all join the same game together and play separately. So we will play against each other while we're in the same party and we can still communicate over voice chat. So we could, if we wanted to, like strategize against the other people that we're playing against and say like, okay, I'm taking all the, the pirates and you take all of the knights and et cetera. Um, but we can also, you know, mess with each other while we're doing that. I don't know. I think it's kind of cool. Like typically in, in games like league, you can spectate your friends playing, but you can't, you have a five minute delay so that you can't tell them what's going on. Like you can't watch them in real time and be like, "Hey, Eduardo, guess what? There's uh there's an Annie coming for it from you from the jungle. She's about to gank you. Get out of the way." I won't know that he won't be able to see that because he's five minutes ahead of me, basically. So, I I looked into Tabletop Simulator. Um, Bismarck in the chat is talking about Tabletop Simulator, and I don't think that's a bad idea. But I think what Tabletop Simulator lacks, which Teamfight Tactics has, is good UI, right? Like everything that you get on Tabletop Simulator, for the most part, is user-created, save for a few maps. Like there are a few that are created by the uh, by the developers or by the creators themselves, but a lot of the ones that you're going to want to play are created by somebody like you and me. So the, the UI, the ease of use, isn't there. If you have a game that you really want to play, you can absolutely use Tabletop Simulator for it, but it might not be the most... I don't, I don't want to... Streamlined isn't the right word. It might not be the most uh, complete experience. I'm sure on there's the some good ones form. out there, though. There are absolutely some. I keep meaning to download that anyway because it goes on sale but all the time. There are literally games, board games, that we could be playing together. Like... I 
you and I, yes, but you and I and <laughs> Eduardo, no. Yeah, I'll just go fuck myself. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I already dropped the F-bomb for this episode. You said I had so it. We, Luke, yeah, Eduardo, we used the Terra our app, and now we all play Terra Mystica together. Okay, the last thing we've all been playing, because we're coming up on an hour now, and we still haven't talked about our, our main topic. We've pretty much all been playing Mario what? Maker 2. Mario Maker what? 2. What? Anyway, take it away, Eduardo. <laughs> so we've all been playing Mario Maker 2. Um for those that don't know, Mario Maker is a game that came out on the Wii U um, a few years ago. Uh, some people call it the most successful game on the Wii U. Some people call it the only successful game on the Wii U because Breath of the Wild doesn't count. Um, <laughs> because I was not one of the chosen few that had a Wii U, chosen few, one of the unlucky few that had a Wii U, um, I did not get a chance to play the first Mario Maker, and I'm glad I didn't because I don't think I want to live in a world without slopes. Um, personally, uh, all kinds of stuff is different. All kinds of stuff is it, it's the same Mario that you've been playing, but they've added a few different modes. They've added a few different features, all kinds of stuff. Let's start off by the people that have played it before. So both of you have played the original Mario maker, correct? I have not, I have only played two. So two is my only frame of reference. How does it compare from one to two broadly? Um, I definitely think it's better, which is not what I thought I would say. The loss, the the building implement that the Wii U came with, because that game was made for the Wii U. It's the game, it should have been the killer app that the Wii U opened with. That tablet and stylus uh, is not replaced well on the Switch, and I do miss that. And that's the end of the things that the original did better. But, and, and that's not a small thing. Like the most important part of the game, the original did better. That is meaningful. But they did a really good job of kind of easing you into losing that tool. Uh, and and I bought a, 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 a capacitive touch pen um, so I can use it, and it, it's almost the same. So it it really is most of the way there. Um, but the interface, is... you gotta you gotta link me that pen because. I used my grubby fingers to make I, both of my levels. I think levels they so did a better job of using the fingers to build it than I expected. Um, I think the Switch is kind of weird to hold in that way. I, I think I really wish you didn't have to constantly have the the left joystick to be able to move around the screen easily. Because if you take the Joy-Cons off, uh, the Switch is like the perfect size uh, for being able to draw and build. And so I wish it was easier to do it without the Joy-Cons attached. Um so that's about it. It's a little clunky to hold, um, but the finger I think works fine. The, the stylus works a little better, uh, works better, closer to the original than I thought. Um, I think the main thing I miss is is with the original, um, and Eduardo was never lucky enough to have this experience. With the original, you would draw on your tablet and then be able to play on your screen. You could draw on the tablet and have someone else play on the screen. Uh, that was a really really nice feature. And I do miss that. But I, it, the interface is fantastic. The new stuff is fantastic. Online is wildly improved. A larger install base means more variety and more content. Um, it, it, we're going to go through some of the stuff that's different, but just... Did you just say online was wildly yes. improved? Did you just... I'm not following that, but we'll get there. I, I, I think it was. <laughs> Um, and a lot of this is stuff I was hesitant about at first and I, I am sold. I like it. And, and I remember I was talking to you guys offline at one point about 
the a lot of the features added and how I just didn't care about them. And I still actually don't care about some of them, but a lot of the ones that I didn't think I would care about, I'm happy they're there. So it, it's the original Mario Maker is one of my favorite games ever. It feels weird calling it a game, but it's one of my favorite games ever. And Mario Maker 2, I think, is a strictly superior product to the original, which is everything you can hope for. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't know that I necessarily have the same loss of um, experience um, going from tablet to um, whatever we're using now um, because I only made two levels in the original Mario Maker, so I, I didn't make levels as often as I played levels. Um, but I think it, it works better than I expected it to um, with controller or with touchscreen. Um, I, I expected it to take a really long time to get stuff done. What I've found is it takes me a lot more time to generate the idea of what I want the level to do in my head than it takes me to physically mm -hmm. implement those pieces on the board. Yep. So uh, if I thought a lot faster, like if I was somebody that made levels really frequently and I was really good at it, maybe I'd have a complaint about it. But as of right now... Uh, as of right now, it's it's pretty much fine. Right, and I think that brings up why I think this is going to be an interesting discussion, is you and I both really like the game, and yet play it differently. Um, Wait, what do you mean? Well, I, 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 I think in our group, I think I've always been more into the creator part that I do play a lot oh, yeah. on. Um, and you and I also play different things, and we build different things. Um, like when I'm building a level, I'm trying to be... Um, I mean, I'm trying to be Nintendo when I'm building a level. Um, and you're trying to break Nintendo when you're building a level. Which I <laughs> no, he's trying to break Eduardo when he's building a level. <laughs> How'd, you like that, how'd you like that bomb spin jump? Holy shit. So what do you... Honestly, the bomb spin jump wasn't as bad as the third room. The third room, hands down, was the worst room of the whole thing. Really? Not the worst. I don't want to call it bad. But it just... It was definitely the most challenging for me. I actually got the the bomb room pretty quickly after that hmm okay maybe it's because you had practice with the other stuff maybe so when um, you but I, yeah when you say new interface here what are you referring to the new interface just is it is that di well, a different no, it, topic it's than how the they tablet built the interface to get away from the um the tablet and stylus and 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 he's referring to the show notes um that i wrote real fast um <laughs> It's, <laughs> for instance, the the method you go context. through the wheels and um, cycling through of of picking the the pieces you're going to put in your stage, rather than if you remember the original Mario Maker, you brought down that screen and that one screen had everything you wanted, and then you just pick what you want. Um, and I really like the way this one has. I honestly, I did not think I would feel this way. I think the wheel selection is better than the tablet touch screen selection. Um, Oh, and you know what? Yeah, and I like the way it keeps I, your recently I used yeah. items at the top, which ends up being super functional because in your level, you're usually only using a small handful of things. If you're not making hot garbage, you're usually only using a small handful of things repeatedly. <laughs> and so, yes, you're going to you're going to bring up the, the larger yeah. selection sometimes. But what you're using is going to end up being at the top of the screen the whole time. And then if you really need it up there, you can now um, pin it up there, which is. All of that, I think, is fantastic. That's what I was just going to say. Yeah, you can pin something that you want not to drop off of the yep. top. 
So yep. if you if you know you're going to use a shit ton of bombs, mm-hmm. but you're like done using bombs for a little while, you can pin it up there and then it'll still be up there later when you're mm-hmm. when you go back to placing them. I think that's cool. Yeah, I do too. Now, we got there was a there was a promise made on this show. A promise made by me that if we got one email that I would create a Mario Maker level and I am happy to say that I fulfilled my promise and I created a Mario Maker level and I actually really enjoyed it. Right? It was a lot of fun. I think the most difficult part and Pete has already touched on this is starting. The most difficult part is, I guess, starting and finishing. It is, once you have your idea, once you get going, it is really easy to just sort of build off of what you already have. It is very difficult to start Mm -hmm. that, though. I started several levels and was like, I don't know what I'm doing here until I finally (laughs) hunkered down (laughs) on what I was doing. Um, But yeah, definitely. It's a lot of fun. It is everything that I wanted it to be, which is just a gigantic like volume of content that I could play. Like anytime I'm like sitting around, I'm like, Hey, I could play a couple Mario levels. And so I go, I grab my switch and then I go to the popular list and I'm like, what's popular right now. And I just play a few popular levels. I played a Castlevania level a little while ago. There are a few, uh, Ocarina of time levels, Ocarina, Ocarina, yeah. Ocarina, either. Um, Ocarina. <laughs> Ocarina, Ocarina, give me the formula. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, so it's a lot of fun and it, it serves all the purposes that I wanted it to, which is be this sort of Mario content generator for the rest of time. And I'd also appreciate that we're all playing it. Now, that being said, it is not a perfect game. And I haven't tried this feature. The only time I have seen this feature is from Peach's stream. That's but me. The online multiplayer is a giant bag of doo doo. I don't know if I don't know if I'd okay. Let's back up. I don't think I would. I would call it a giant bag of doo doo. Okay. A moderately sized bag of doo doo. No, I'd say it's a giant bag of farts. High functioning snails. <laughs> so okay, I don't really know what that means. The point is. It's really fun. Like the online multiplayer, at least the battle. I haven't done any of the co-op yet because I don't want to work together with people I don't know. Sorry. Um, That's like a really sad thing that you could relate to humanity that most people probably feel. And I just hated that for a second. Okay. In the battle mode, it's funny because I, I don't know where the internet connection strength originates from anytime you go into a match. I don't know if it's a Nintendo server specifically. I don't know if it picks one of the four people that you're in the the battle with and it uses their internet. Like, I don't know what the deal is, but you can go into an online battle and have no lag. Like you're playing the regular game offline and it feels fine. And you can go into one right after that and you are watching yourself play a slideshow that it's just so choppy. It's at like, half a frame per second like or less and there's nothing that you can do to stop yourself from like running into spikes or just jumping off of the level because you've already put those inputs in and you're going you're already going there's nothing you can do um but i think the ranking system is pretty fun and fair you get a lot of points for beating the stage you don't lose a lot of points for losing the stage 
Um, you get paired up with better people as you go. I think they absolutely have to work on this online connection, like the connectivity issue. It needs to be fixed so that people aren't watching slideshows while they're playing. But I think sometimes, I mean, we had a level in my stream last night that we were just laughing from start to finish because of how laggy it was. Like it was, it, it ended up being comical in an audience setting because everybody was just watching me freak out chopping through this level. So I think it has its, I guess that's just me trying to look on the bright side of it, but it needs to be fixed, but it's still not, I, I wouldn't call it a giant bag of doo-doo. <laughs> I was being hyperbolic, but I think I can no, just, I it is definitely, I am not unaware or unfamiliar with the sting of Nintendo and not executing <laughs> mo- online multiplayer what? correctly. <laughs> and so for another Mario property to also not include uh, like competent online multiplayer hurts me physically. <laughs> At least, though, that they've said they want to improve it. You know, they they announced they announced that they're going to allow friends to do co-op in the future. And I assume that if they're going to work Mm -hmm. on that sort of thing, there's no way it would matter if the three of us could play in the future. It wouldn't matter if we were at like a quarter of a frame per second, you know, so they have to be working on that, too. And uh, I mean, I, I at least hope so. Um. Eduardo's taking care of Teddy, so I'll I'll move into the next the next thing. How did you guys feel about the story mode? Is it was it weird that there was a story mode to you guys? It works. Or what? Um, so I, if you remember the original Mario Maker, which Eduardo was not blessed to remember, um, if you remember the original Mario Maker, that it would give you these levels that were here's an idea for a level, and this is basically that just with some story wrapped on it. I don't care. It's not adding anything to the game for me, but it, it's it's kind of charming. It's kind of funny. The I was, I think I'm probably the only one, but I was obsessed with Mario Paint when I was a kid. So that, um, having the undo dog be a character is is cool, and I like that. And doing jobs for the undo, car- undo dog makes me really happy. But the stages are clever, which I don't think is a surprise. Um, it's not surprising that Nintendo gave us a bunch of very clever Mario levels. Um, it introduces concepts that you wouldn't think of. Um, I found out about the weird concept of the dry bones shell boat, which is just a, a a strange, bizarre, and wonderful thing to have been added to this game. <laughs> the, the bone bucket. bucket. <laughs> it's a bone bucket. I found bone out about bucket. that running into an online <laughs> level, and I died repeatedly because I didn't know what the hell I was supposed to do, and then found out, okay, the dry bones shell is as you remember from classic mario games a lava bucket (laughs) (laughs) a bone bucket uh but the bone bucket was my nickname in college Peach's stream now doing asmr (laughs) bone bucket (laughs) but it introduces concepts like that and i thought that was cool um i haven't played much of the story mode because i'm enjoying i'm enjoying endless too much um when i'm playing um, instead of building, but it it's good. It's a worthy addition. I don't think it adds that much, but I think it's important that it's there. It is a collection of more Nintendo Correct. made levels, which and is that's fine. all it really is. That's a good yeah. thing. 
I think it yeah. helped you though, Eduardo, because you were you were trying for a while to figure out what kind of level you wanted to build, and then you finally yep. found Lump something hell. there, right? That kind of inspired you. <laughs> did anybody? Did, okay, for anybody that's played the level, do you know that I was trying to go for the thong song? I realized there? it after I had beaten it. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the room when you named it, so yes, I did. <laughs> That womp, 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 womp. Let me see that womp. <laughs> you know what's funny? Um, I don't know if he wants me to tell you this, but when Eduardo was playing through the story mode, actually the first level he wanted to create was a Mario 3D World car level. Fuck you. And, and <laughs> he tried it for about, I think, 10 minutes before he said, fuck this, I don't want to do a car I would have booed your level, and I've never booed a friend. I... Well, no, I wanted to make like a like a car roller coaster themed level, but I couldn't figure out how to adequately do it, and I needed to give myself more time with it. And I figured I should start with something a little simpler, so I created the Thwomp Crane game from hell. The Thwomp Song. <laughs> the Thwomp Song. <laughs> and your level was actually harder than Peach's Ghost House, unless you break it. That's a little well. Was it? Re- All, but both stages can be broken. Okay. Everything I've ever built can be broken too. Yeah. So. I I don't think there's yeah. cheese in my red coin level. I, I haven't seen any yet. I still haven't played it. I need to. Um, there's a reason I... Robbie, it's the craze I of know. the internet right now. Everybody go look for Peaches at, uh, on Super Mario Maker 2. It's spelled the same as my handle here. Uh, go find me. Go play my levels. All two of them. <laughs> Bone bucket. Um, yeah, I do want to. I do want to play it. Um... I have not picked up the game in several days. A, I've been, actually, the last couple days have been very busy. Um, and, and I've also been spending a lot of time on a level that was high concept. And now I've psyched myself out and I'm afraid of finishing it. And thus have made me afraid of even turning on my Switch. Dang. <laughs> I'll get there. It, That's really sad. I psych myself out on levels a lot. We can We can talk about the level <laughs> if you want. Like... We can get you through this, man. Well, so you know, we can my guide the, you. The it's thematically it's climbing up a snow mountain, so it's a snow themed level, and it's uh, vertical, and so you go up. You know, the vertical can have two screens, and so you go up one screen and down the other. Um, and there's a little bit more. You go in and out of the the sub world is horizontal. There's some reasons you go in and out of the sub world, but I am a not sure that I'm. I like the elements I've built and f- built for the climbing. And B, my descent was supposed to be sliding. You're supposed to be sliding on ice down slopes, which sounds good, but is weirdly hard to make good. Like, it sounds like something that's easy. Here's some slopes. But making it fun and challenging is hard. And then I've played people who have done that online, and they just make me feel bad for existing. Okay, so hear me out. What if... You have the start of your level, and you're ascending the mountain. And then when you get to the top of the mountain, there are broken train tracks. And then you have to go reverse backwards back into the mountain. And then there is a Yeti. And the Yeti just stands there, (laughs) motionless. (laughs) I wasn't sure what you were doing. I got it with the backwards. You bastard. (laughs) I just drooled everywhere. Oh, my God. So, wait, yeah. so I want to talk about slopes for a second, too, because I noticed this while I was building my red coin level, and maybe you've noticed it, too. 
Um, well, maybe not so much because you guys don't really play Mario ROM hacks as much as I do. So um, I've talked about this a lot on the show before. I play a lot of Kaizo Super Mario World hacks. And um, one thing about Super Mario World slopes is the momentum that you gain from sliding down a slope uh, is slightly faster than your full run speed. So there's a lot of levels that are designed for you to intentionally slide down a slope, jump, and if you press the D-pad at all in Super Mario World, you ruin the momentum that you gained from sliding. So the goal with slopes in most SMW hacks is to slide, let go of the D-pad, and just jump when you need to jump. The longer you're on the ground, the more momentum you lose. So typically you want to jump the exact pixel that you hit the ground if you can. When it comes to Mario Maker 2 slopes, I I don't think that you get any more speed from sliding down a slope. It feels the exact same as running forward. I think you do because I've run into a few jumps that I can't, you can't do without sliding. I think maybe right away you get a small burst of speed, but I think... You know what? You're right. I think right after that initial burst, it only goes back to whatever the max run speed is. And then if you don't hold right, you start losing speed. No, you're 100% correct. And I can tell you why. Because every level has to be able to be, other than wall jump, it's a different thing. You have to be able to beat the levels or they designed the game so that you can complete the level in any mode, and you cannot slide in Super Mario Brothers. Oh, they didn't... That's true. You cannot slide in Super Mario Brothers, so you are absolutely correct. So, yeah, so you'd have Mm -hmm. to have the same same run speed. It just feels weird going from one to the other. There were were a lot of levels I was playing that I expected to not hold the D-pad at all, or I was like, oh, I died because I didn't make it to the platform you wanted right. me to slide onto because I wasn't holding right. right. So it's just like a weird small change. But overall, I really like that they added slopes because it just feels yeah. more customized. Yeah, that's kind of a, a different energy that you can put in. It's not necessarily adding a new tactic. It's more like a fun way to interact with the platforms. Um, and l- honestly, my favorite Mario mechanic is jumping off of something's head in the air. My second favorite is sliding through some bros and getting a one-up. So... Let's... Right. I just thought of one that isn't on our list that Eduardo used heavily in his level. How are you guys feeling about the uh, swinging claws? I have so Eduardo, this is not against you. Your level was good, but online the swinging claw is in every damn level now, and I'm so sick of the swinging claw, <laughs> and I'm so sick of levels built around the swinging claw, and it probably. It probably doesn't help because, and you know this, um, I am mostly looking for things that feel like, I, I love creative levels. If it's really creative, then I'm fine with it. Um, but for the most part, I'm just looking for, this feels like I'm playing a Mario game. And that swinging claw does not feel like I'm playing a Mario game. I don't hate that it's in there. I hate how much people are using it. Got it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not upset that they're using it. I'm just disappointed <laughs> they're using it. <laughs> Dad Wardo over here. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, I think that's fair. Uh, you know what? Another thing that I think I've seen a lot of people use, but I think it works really well, switches. Yep. I think switches are used like crazy, but I think it works so well because you can be so creative with them. I like I them think a we lot. talked about slopes. Like, I, um, Although Peaches and I, I think, are in different Mario Maker communities, but I think we'll probably agree on this, is slopes were like the meme for the why isn't this in the game? Why isn't this in the game in the original one? Um, but honestly, I think switches were the thing that were more missed. Um, 
I don't think people really complained because it seems, I guess it seemed a little bit complicated, but I remember conversations about, I wish I could do this with switches. I wish I could, especially when it comes to the fact they added the switching the tracks for platforms on tracks. That's some of the best Super Mario World levels are built around that and some really good ROM hacks as well. And conveyor belts switch, can mm-hmm. switch directions too. That's right. I forgot conveyor belt switches are in here too. Yeah. Um, so switches are just such a fun mechanic and people have done great things with it. I, I think it was kind of obvious that if they were going to make a sequel, switches need to be there. If they had made a second Mario maker that didn't have switches, I think there would have been riots. Um, Plus it's on the switch. So it just makes yeah, sense. Right. But it, it's just implemented so well. And the different things you can do with the switch has just blown the creativity out of the water. I think compared to the original. I, we've already talked about my f- top three favorite new things. The switches are my number one. The bone bucket is my second and slopes are the third. Really? But I also, I really like, um, I mentioned this to put on the list. I really <laughs> like icicles too. I like that icicles can function effectively as ceiling spikes, which are very common in Mario hacks because people don't want you jumping mm-hmm. as high as you want to jump. Um, but you can also decide whether or not the icicles are going to fall from the ceiling and it's, I've seen some really cool levels where you will intentionally trigger an icicle to fall, and then you can actually mm-hmm. jump on top of it. So, like, the wider end of the cone of the icicle, you can stand on that as a to use as a platform to jump off of. And I think that's really, really creative. Yeah, icicle, um, triggering icicle drops seems to be one of those little uh, twists that people have used to do a lot of clever things with. Peaches, how do you feel about snake blind? <laughs> I already used my F-bomb. I think I've already overdone my F-bomb. Snake blocks can suck my ass. <laughs> That's what they can do. <laughs> I hate snake blocks. There's, there's, okay, so I will say in playing some levels from creators that know what they're doing, I've seen some really good applications of snake blocks. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, Almost everyone I've seen using snake blocks are doing it poorly. I d- mm-hmm. Here's what I don't want in, in any level. Just at me next time. I'm sorry, Robbie. I hate them. <laughs> this is what I don't want to do in anyone's level, no matter how good it is. I don't want to be in the middle of the sky or any environment. I don't care. With no platform below me, and I'm just babysitting the snake block while jumping on top of it for... A minute plus. That's so right, it's boring. boring. If you put that in your level, you can also suck my ass. <laughs> and it's made me uh, sweet. One of the okay, first I'm making I a new built. level, and it's going to be a 3D world snake block Mario Kart <laughs> oh, level from hell. I'm going to find whatever Chris doesn't like. I'm going to put that in there too. <laughs> one of the Take first levels break. I built used a snake block because I'm excited they're in there because some really good Mario levels had snake blocks, uh, but. Peaches is right. Like they're almost always awful. Mine was awful. I, I cannot believe how hard it is to make a good snake block. I, I absolutely two of the better, more memorable castles in Super Mario World are themed around snake snake block. Roy's castle and Larry's castle. The last the last one before you get to Bowser's castle. And those are fun and engaging and challenging in a good way. And man, Shigeru Miyamoto is a genius because <laughs> I cannot do that. And almost no one on that damn game can do that either. They're all terrible, and it's it's not that it's not that Snake Block is it in itself an inherently terrible design. 
it's that using them, like actually making them good and engaging is apparently almost impossible. I So, okay, I, I'm sorry for putting so much of my own thoughts into this one. I'm kind of taking over the Mario Maker section of this episode. Um, I just, I think a lot of problems that people have in level creation is that they spend let's talk about sunk cost, right? Because you love talking about sunk cost and it's happening when people are creating Mario levels. They're not understanding sunk cost. They'll spend 30 minutes building something in their level. And no matter what they do with that thing, it doesn't end up working, but they feel like they've already spent 30 minutes on it. So they don't want to get rid of it. They don't want to change it to something that works. And I almost think that that's what's happening Either they're just not really testing the snake blocks at all or people are putting them in their levels and trying to make them work and they're not working and they're like, eh, I don't care. I already spent half an hour. You're absolutely correct. People on this Mario Maker Reddit actually, and these are the people that I think have mostly come along for Mario Maker 2 and were not there for Mario Maker 1 because they're like screen names I don't recognize and people I hate. Um, <laughs> they're honest with that. Like... <laughs> No, I don't hate you. I'm saying I hate these people. (laughs) Um, But they're honest about that. Like these, these people are talking about how they don't have people will say, well, put checkpoints in your level. Like Eduardo put a fantastic checkpoint in his level. And I wanted to hug him how beautifully placed his checkpoint was. (laughs) People aren't putting checkpoints in levels and people on Reddit are calling people out for not putting checkpoints in levels. And the people who aren't putting checkpoints in levels are defending themselves as saying straight up, I don't want to play test it that much. If I put in a checkpoint, I've got to beat the level twice. And they don't want to do that before uploading. They just want to upload their crap. If you and can I think it's the same thing. But if you can beat the level from the beginning to the end without using a checkpoint, you can beat it halfway without using a checkpoint. It but they don't want to play longer. their level twice because they hate their own creation. And they don't want to, <laughs> just want to make other people play it. And you're laughing, but you know I'm right. They basically say I'm that. I'm laughing because you're right. And it's the same thing with the snake block. They don't want to like play test. And I, I don't blame them. I don't either. I don't want to play that terrible snake block I built again. That was the worst part of building that level. <laughs> and so uh, they don't want to play the snake block thing twice. So once they get through it, ah, that's good enough. I, I have uploaded my level. They don't want to play test it until this feels fun, which is hard to do. And that's why I think people that genuinely make good levels need so much credit. And this is now getting beyond snake blocks. Because it, it is very, very, very worthwhile to just take time to make sure what I've made is fun. Well, here's the here's the hack for anybody that really needs to use. If you have that crack cocaine itch on your neck to build snake blocks and you absolutely have to use them, this is what you should do. OK, you put a snake block, a small one, maybe three or four tiles wide. You put it in a place that Mario has to activate in order to move on in the level. You make the snake block snake to where he has to platform again quickly, and then it falls off. So basically, you're creating a platform that you have to activate that turns into a temporary platform that you have to get on and off quickly before it drops into the sky. That's how you make a good snake block. I agree with that, and the exception to that, and and this is hard, Uh, is one that's a larger platform, but it's basically what it's doing is you're going through something that's not that difficult, you know, a fire rod or or, or an an enemy gauntlet, that sort of thing. It's not very that difficult, but the fact that the platform beneath you isn't 100% predictable is what makes it 
you don't want to make it brutal. You don't want to make someone have to sit through that whole thing over and over again. Um, but just adds a little bit of spice to what you're getting through. And that's kind of the main problem with snake blocks is people are making it so that I die and, oh, now I've got to go through that whole thing again. And that's, I think, that's why checkpoints exist. I, checkpoint is mostly not, oh, I don't want to go through that again because it was hard. It's, I don't want to go through it again because I've invested part of my life in it. I've proven I can do it. Save me some time. That's the problem with snake blocks. It's not necessarily that's going to be impossible to do. It's, I don't want to sit and stare for another five minutes doing nothing. So... I think it's just a lot of elements are just about adding some spice to something basic, not about this is a gauntlet that will make you cry and boo my level. Eduardo, do you have anything? We're just taking over. I'm sorry. Well, no, yeah, I, sorry. Don't, I, don't, I didn't know snake blocks were going to be so heated. Well, the thing is, is, I don't think this just pertains to snake blocks, right? I think this just pertains to yes. poorly constructed levels. I think this pertains to people that put dev exits mm-hmm. in their levels. I think if you cannot reach the exit of your own level, your level does not deserve to be uploaded. I don't think it is fair for you to create this monstrosity over here and then create a little dev exit for yourself that only right. you know that it can get that you can get to no one else can and upload mm-hmm. that and think that's okay. Like I don't think that's like that's not that's not good level design in my opinion. I don't think that's that's something that you as a player should be doing. I, th- I, I was in a stream, another stream yesterday uh, in someone else's stream and they, we were talking about level design and the, the thing that the guy said, because they were like asking for tips on how to build good levels and that sort of thing. And he said, if you don't think your level is fun to play or you are annoyed with the trick that you put in your level, everyone else is going to feel that same mm-hmm. way even faster than you are. Mm-hmm. So just take it out. Mm-hmm. Just don't put it in there. And if you if that's the case, like you have to make that sacrifice. And you don't know that tricks aren't going to work sometimes until you try them and they don't work. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to try them. Turn on that Mario trail. That helps a lot. Yes. That's how I knew how to put the placement of all my switches in the red coin level. I turned the trail of Mario on. Mm-hmm. And every time I wanted to put a new switch in, I jumped as far as I yep. could. And as high as I could, and I looked at the trail, and I went, okay, I want to put the switch right here. Yeah, that's what that thing is for. That's for, okay, the the player is going to want to jump this way. Where are they going to land? What would be above their head? Like, for helping placing mm-hmm. the level around that trail. That That's, it, it, I think it was even Shigeru Miyamoto that said that. You want to say, what is the player's natural movement? It wouldn't make natural movement fun. So figure out while the, how the player is going to want to move first, then build around that. And I'm not saying I'm good at that. But I am saying that it's very obvious to me that that's what you want to be good at. Yep. We're like turning into a, into a Mario Maker level doctor podcast. I would do that. <laughs> uh, Dr. Mario <laughs> yeah. Maker level. Uh, a few other additions, Seesaws, Angry Sun, Boom Boom, a few new themes for Sky Desert, as well as all the alternates that you can get with the Angry Moon. Um, now, 3D World's also been added in there, the ire of Robbie's existence. Uh, now, we've got all these things that have been added, right? We've added a ton of stuff to Mario Maker, but there are probably a few things that could be added. Now, if you guys were going to add one thing to Mario Maker, what would you add? And I can answer this first so you guys have a second to think. If I was going to add one feature to Mario Maker, if I could only choose one... I would choose the ability to create worlds. I think 
the natural iteration of this game is to create a world, to create a full experience from start to finish. And I think if you can do that, like there's a guy that's doing, um, I saw Peaches play it and I've seen it um, a couple times as well. It is yeah. um, Kaizo College where he like does like a Kaizo, like this is how you do this. Yeah. Yeah. And so he does like a, like a, like an easier version and then like a more difficult version of a level. So you can learn the different tricks. And I think those types of things, those types of experiences that you could play all together in a row. I agree with that. Um, And there's a couple of reasons to take the the, next step. The best Mario games, Um, not necessarily the best ones because the original is actually fantastic. And this does not subscribe to that, but What's important to a feeling of a Mario game is that value of finding that power-up. And that seems to have been kind of lost in Mario Maker. And some of that is Mario Maker is the developer's fault. Um, Because what you're saying isn't in there. Because that world thing isn't in there. Endless is really fun. I like trying to see how far I can go. At this point, I'm, I'm close to 100 on my normal run and it, with like 80 lives, so I'm just going to see how long I can make that go on. Um, and Endless Mario is really fun. And originally, I didn't think I liked it more than 100 Mario Challenge. I've changed my mind. I do like it more than 100 Mario Challenge. But it's not Worlds, because if I manage to actually get to that goal with a Fire Flower, it, if I'm playing Super Mario World or I'm playing Super Mario Brothers, that's huge, because that means I'm taking that in the next level. I've got an advantage on the next level. And that would be a really, and I I don't think that needs to be an endless because yes, I might break your level because it took some other dude's power up into it. But if I could build worlds, if I could say this level connects to this level that I've built, um, then I think that's a big deal. And it it makes power-ups even more important. And those are a big, important part of a Mario game. And then the other part of it is, God, this would be good with secret exits. Man, this game would be good. There was a reason to build secret, an ability and a reason to build secret exits. Um, Because you think Mario World, you can beat Mario World in 12 levels, seven levels. Um, I should know that, but um, you can, or you can beat it in in 60. So that option and that, that browsing, that knowing there's something else out there that you can look for, a lot of the best Mario games revolve around that. And I think that would be a great thing to add. And I know that there are people that would be super creative about that. Absolutely. That doesn't mean that's the dogma of how the game should be built. Peaches plays games a lot more, plays Mario games that are built a lot more around isolated level. And yes, there's a building um, from level to level in a lot of good ROM hacks, but it's still the, what I did in level one doesn't necessarily affect level two in a lot of them. So that doesn't mean it has to be, because those are still good games. But those self-contained Zelda-style dungeon levels, those don't need to be part of it. It's fine. But there's a lot of people that are really good at creating those classic Mario levels. And exactly what you're saying, those worlds would... Being able to make them build off of one another, I think, would dramatically improve the game. So I think I agree. Also, Charge and Chucks. No. Get the, get the hell out of here. <laughs> we don't need Charge and Chucks. We don't need them. Everybody. Charge and Chucks are the worst in smw we don't need them um okay fine what would you add i that's a really good question i don't i'm having a hard time thinking of something because i i also think worlds would be really cool just for the not not just for what you guys just said about having like this full experience because in a way you can kind of do that like if somebody makes 12 levels and they label them properly you could go through their catalog and play them in order but I think the cooler part of having a world would be that you would probably get to be able to design it too. You'd, you'd get to like yeah. look at a map and 
place the little nodes like in Mario yep. World on each section. I think that would be kind of cool to be able to do. And if you are allowed to, I guess, traverse between game styles in your world, you would be able to kind of mix and match on the overworld too. Like it's SMW for a while and now awesome. it's 3D world and that sort of thing. So I don't know. Um, man, that's a tough call. As as somebody that plays SMW and has seen a lot of really cool stuff from SMW ROM hacks, I probably just want more things, like more enemies and stuff that aren't in the game yet that are in ROM hacks. I think... Um, like who? I don't want Charge and Chucks. Those can fuck off. Um, but I think some that are Warm. like... I think some that are really fundamental to certain tricks would be cool. Um, I would like to see pokies. Um, pokies are cool. Um, yeah, I thought pokies were going to be in this. A lot of people did. Um, no pokies, but if you remember Grand Pool World 2, there was that level where they moved really fast back and forth and you had to spin jump on top of them. To and you'd like... be able to control their height. Man, that'd be yeah. cool. You're right. Yeah, pokies would be cool. Yoshi can jump on top of those. So there's lots of cool tech opportunities there. I also really what like disco shows. What's that? Disco shows. Why are you why are you picking all the things I hate? <laughs> uh, maybe throw blocks too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no, I, I actually think, do think throw blocks should be in it. Uh, <laughs> um, the other th- the other enemy I really like and I would love to see in Mario Maker Two at some point is Rip Van Fish. Rip Van Fish. If you don't know what that enemy is based on their name, it's the in Super Mario World, it's the fish that is asleep, and then you approach it, and it kind of goes crazy and swims directly after you. But it's got like a weird, like cartoon running at you, slippery trajectory. Those are cool because, specifically in SMW ROM hacks, you can spin jump on them without killing them. And I've seen a lot of really cool stuff with having a Rip Van fish follow you in the water. And you are using it as a platform to spin jump off of. There was a really cool level by a creator named Morsel where you, it was a vertical level. You were at the top of a tower and you had to spin jump onto a Rip Van fish and work your way down the tower, protecting the fish from things trying to kill it and then hopping back on it with a spin jump to survive. And I think that was a really cool concept for a level that you can't do in Mario Maker because there's no. Rip Van Fish. Your Charge and Chuck is my Rip Van Fish. So, <laughs> is it really? Well, is it really? There's two I love, levels. I love swimming levels, though. When you're trying to speed run um, Mario World, which I, you guys know this, but um, people listening might not. This, there was a point in my life that I was very serious about Super Mario World speed running. And two of the stages on the speed run path are built around Rip Van Fish Hell. So I have terrible, terrible memories of Rip Van Fish and Torpedo sorry, Ted, man. by the way. Oh, I love Torpedo Ted. <laughs> <laughs> I just like underwater stuff. I don't know. But also the underwater doesn't function the same in Mario Maker 2. So that's really awkward. You can't. Um, there's no varying your swim height by like oh. in, in SMW. You can hold down on the D pad uh-huh. and you'll swim really tiny. Yep. You can't yeah, do right. that in Super Mario. You're right. Never yeah. really thought about it, but you're right. So you can't do as crazy swim levels in Mario Absolutely. Maker as you can in Hacks. But yeah, I think it's just en- I think it's just enemies for me. 
All right, boys. I think that's going to do it for us since we run the topic of Mario because of snake blocks Eduardo's. into the ground. Eduardo wants to go to sleep right now. <laughs> um, but before we go, how about you, folks? Let the the world know where they can find you on the internet. Robbie, let's start with you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at philkid3, which is p h i l k i d numeral three. Um, where I get yelled at about baseball and politics a lot. Um, so careful what you wish for. Um, and that's pretty much the only place. Uh, I, I'm very seriously considering finding a place to write again, which is what my former uh, job was. But uh, right now it's just Twitter. Be careful what you wish for, because you just might get it. Right? Okay, sorry. Hi, I'm Peaches. <laughs> Follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash peaches. That's P-E-A-C-H-3-Z. I'm also on Instagram and Twitter, D underscore peaches. Uh, we're playing Mario Maker 2 a lot lately. Still doing some Kaizo here and there. And uh, Robbie said he wants me to play Eternal Darkness, so I'm going to try to find that. Do I have anywhere oh, man, else be hilarious. to advertise? I don't think so. Y'all know me. I'm here every time. <laughs> Yeah, you can find me over at twitch.tv slash ABC Eduardo. I've taken the challenge, so I guess at least once stream uh, Rainbow Six Siege. So I guess I'll do that at least once. Um, Twitter, ABC Eduardo one, Instagram, ABC Eduardo one. Be on the lookout for episode three of Assembly Required. We've already recorded it. It is on the Incredible Hulk and we will be recording on Sunday our episode on Iron Man 2, so be on the lookout for those two episodes. If you are not subscribed yet, we have started a new podcast called Assembly Required, an MCU retrospective, where we go through and reassemble the MCU piece by piece, uh, watching movie after movie in chronological order, release order, I should say, of the MCU. But that's going to do it for me. That's going to do it for Robbie. It's going to do it for Peaches. Good luck. Have fun. And let's all go spend like five bucks on some Pokemon bags and Pokeballs, right? (laughs) Bye, everybody! Why do you need to spend money in Pokemon Go? Someone please tell me this. Because one time I found a Charizard. Yo, this is why Clef refugees One time. One time. One time. You know you got the 